it makes me feel like young and alive again. And I yep. surround myself with people like you and Bear and Dan. I like I can kind of get educated on the social component um, that I'm missing out on because you know it's uh, a little bit of a dinosaur with it. And but you got so you got the psychology, the connections, the networking, and the mindset, the the content side. So it's just taking it on that platform. That's what it is, right? And consistency, like you said. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Hey guys, welcome back here for another show. Super pumped for this one here with Darren. Got his book here, Aiming High, and there's a, an amazing story behind this that we're going to share today. Thanks for coming, buddy. It's great to great to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so so give the I don't want to do it injustice. So tell a bit of the story, right? Your your you know what you're up to, all the celebs you're working with, and then let's lead into you know the the meaning and and the purpose behind this and and your passion, which is super impactful. So, um, again, thanks for having me. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 14. I had a baseball card company. I eventually sold it. Had a sports memorabilia company. And celebrity memorabilia is a lot about signs for a lot of big stars. And I eventually wanted to evolve. And in 24, I spoke to Magic Johnson about starting my agency, Goods Marketing Group. And he liked my vision. We were very big on personal relationships. And I still am. Loved my family. He trusted me. And he became my first client for Prince Marketing Group. And since then, you know, if you... We've got clients from Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Charlie Sheeney, Dominic Wilkins, uh, Denise Richards, Carmen Electra. Lonnie West, yeah. So, yeah, just the list was endless. Chevy Chase. Um, and uh, I think along the way, like I said, relationship building has been so key for me. And, and because of that, uh, my personal struggles of coming up on almost 15 years sober as a recovered opiate addict, uh, you know, Every one of my clients stick by me. Yeah, because I um I was in the depths of hell for such a long time by the grace of God I came in. Yeah, and that's kind of what you know the fever today, right? We talked earlier offline is success and achieving great success, and you've been around major success, you know, basically your whole life, right? In at least the last twenty years, and you've achieved amazing success, and sadly in this world, there's a lot of fast success and then the fast fall behind it, right? So. What what have you seen? How did you move through it? How did you handle it? And and what have you seen in in the last twenty years with all these these super high performers? You know, I think um, a lot of it comes back to we all have childhoods, right? Yeah. And, and there's moments where that little bleep could have caused something that just changed everything about your thought process. Yes, everything about your course, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, sometimes physically. And you know, for me, I was just verbally teased for. Having a learning spilled out in small classrooms when all my friends were in big classrooms, and I felt like I always had something to prove. So now you take that with uh, a young teenager, eventually in my early twenties, young kid with money that gets sucked into the limelight. Yeah. Um, people with you know Pamela Anderson and all the names I just mentioned. How do you deal with that? You know, I I was a veteran teacher and several guys that really have a lot going into it, and and so. That's something I spoke to that earlier. I'm so passionate. Like this mastermind adventure, incredible for entrepreneurs and have people like you that can speak. And, um, you know, so many, uh, you know, Dan Fleischman, all, all, all the boy you guys, Grant Cardone, that are doing just such an amazing job paying it forward. But I told you, I can guarantee you a large percentage of that audience is taking that success and not dealing with it properly on a personal level. Yeah. They're, they're, they're out, they're drinking, they're partying. It's the woman, it's the fast life because. What else 
when you're not taught, um, hey, you know, let's go back in a little bit of a time machine and let's go into those character defects and the ability to act out and why you want this success. You know, are you looking for validation from others? Or are you looking to validate it within yourself and then pay it forward and bring other people along the way we do and surround yourself with the best team? Because a lot of people, it's about me, 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 and I, I, I. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, again, certain levels of trauma. They're obviously all over the place, whether, you know, it was major life changing or just altering at that time. And I lived it. Here I am on top of the world with some of the most iconic cultural figures of all time. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to live the last years of my life. And, and it would be great. I mean, obviously that everyone should read the book, but t- tell us a little about that story, the summary before, you know, obviously. So I, I, um, I, I think I told you, I've earlier I just showed you, you know, the intros about, um, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and myself were very near to me. Um, Kings of Kings. Yeah. It get no bigger. I've seen everybody from Michael Jordan to Kobe to Diddy. I mean, they. Denzel Washington, Lionel Richie, Al Pacino, Vinny Hero, I can tell you this. They, those were the two kings that stars of stars became the world. And um, I was blessed to work with them now 15, 16 years. The, the book gone, Joe, Joe passed in 11, Ollie passed in 16. And, you know, my founding achievement as an age with my dear friend Harlan Werner, who was Hol- Ollie's main guy, we were able to get them to make peace in 2002 in an All-Star game in Philadelphia before the NBA All-Star game. And uh, I actually sat center courts up with them the next day. Now, here I am, you know, from the outside, you're looking at Lab, Darren Prince, who was successful kid in her school. Every agent, Lab, because what Darren Prince was about to self believe. But nobody knew I was snorting oxygons, Percocets, and I'd be ready dinner. And then out quite a few before the game, because I knew the whole world, billions of people were watching this. Oh, and how could that kid from the back of the road? But the learning is. Uh, and all the other issues that he had became at this whole. Yes, crazy. And how did you, how how did you work through that? Yeah, he held July second, man, it happened. My uncle and then his then girlfriend came to visit my mom uh, in New Jersey on the first back in two thousand and eight. Uh, and surprise visit, I was at the jumping off point. Uh, my ego was too big good to rehab. My business was too big. This woman, Andrea, was with him, his girlfriend. She left him. She said, are you okay? I said, I'm not. I opened up to her for some reason. I felt like these tractor beasts. And she's like, do you realize you're an addict that your life's unmanageable? And I said, yeah. And she goes, do you realize that you're powerless? I said, I do. And she goes, do you realize all this stuff, just like you have pictures everywhere. She's pointing to pictures of me and the biggest stars on earth. Doesn't mean you to see open anything to yourself. That the disease of addiction does not discriminate and mental health. Um doesn't matter if you're Park Avenue or Park Bench and, uh, or you went to Yale or you've been in jail. And that broke my soul. Cause I remember I started crying and she goes, it's okay. Are you willing to do anything it takes? And said anything. And funny backwards later, I was at a detox. I came back in the gym. I'm losing my mind. I'm in a, my apartment in New York city. And my then wife, I was married, was trying to help me. And I called them up to say, I can't do this. I'm going to call the damn doctor and get what I really need to get. They start yelling at me, you got to get yourself to a 12-step meeting. Like your damn ego aside already, they're living this life for plenty of years. I was 38 at the time. I said, I can't freaking go to one of those stupid sport meetings. I hung up the phone, went in the bathroom, bro. And um, you know, I had it over to us four months earlier. And I'm going through all the medicine cabinets to try to find 
some non-narcotic anxiety pills and Alkane 2 glycatives, which was one of the three opiates I was addicted to. And, you know, we swore we cleaned every medicine cap. And so for a split second, I thought it was a gift from God. Yeah. But then I had a white light moment. And some people that talk about them, I believe people actually had them because I lived it. For whatever reason, and pills in this hand, I felt on my knees. And I screamed out to God, take the money, take the business, to take the little ride in a single day of freedom. Like when I was a little kid, I'll do anything. If you take that out of hell, I will spend one day at a time the rest of my life taking out there's hell. And this lightning bolt, this fiery feeling on my shoulder, um, just hit him. And I heard a voice in this years tell me that I've got doing it ready. And I stood up and I believe it was the hand of God because it, I opened it up and I flushed the pills I'm out in the living room onto the computer. I've been a 12-step meeting. There was no Uber back then. It was at 8 o'clock that night. Within 30 minutes, I'm in a taxi. Where just summer night, look out at this guy saying, oh my God, for the first time in my life, I wanted to stay sober. And whether I wanted to get high, and I walked into a church phase when the 150 to 200 addicts and alcoholics from all walks of life that were all once hopeless, broken, and deep in hell. And they said, is anybody near coming back for suffering? And this big time super agent put his hand up because I knew I was a fraud. And I said, I'm sick, I'm suffering. I've got an amazing life outside these rooms and I don't want to live anymore. And it wasn't God bless them. He's always been their whole magic. Uh, no Chevy Chase, all the clients. It wasn't them. It was these people that were so badly broken that showed me how to put the pieces back into my life and be accountable and not point the fingers at anybody. And uh, most importantly, they showed me that let them love me first before I ever learn how to love myself. And during that first year, it was the most magical year of my life. And once I attained true sobriety and I was in the middle of recovery and I had a year, I realized the biggest gift was to get this away. And at that point, I had the platform. And tomorrow, could be able to accomplish. Wow. Crazy, crazy story. I'm so... It's inspiring to hear, and I love, you know, how you, you took that and you've got this now and you've given back and you're, you're trying to spread that message because, like you said, you don't, you never know who's in that position, right? And the success and the social media, all of that hides it. It's a, it's a shield, right? And, and, and you've obviously known a lot of people that have gone through and come out of it. So what would you say, you know, our listeners, if they're working on the business, they're working on the money, that they're not working on themselves. What would you say? I think everybody has to have some spiritual checkout. Um, there's so many out there. You know, Jay Shetty's a dear friend of mine. People come listen to you. Your content's incredible. I think your content is so important. Um, like they're watching, like they're taking in every every morning. You know, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, uh, yep. Lewis Howes, and the friend of my life. I just think you have to get some of that each and every day. And if you're just hyper-focused on the business, the business, the business, now mix it in with obviously working out. I'm still in the gym. I'll be 50 around Monday. It's five days a week. I've died the best that I can. Get the proper rest. You got to have that balance. I know my guy David Gogg is, you know, how to work with him. Says balance is good for a lot of fucking people. Uh, for him, you know, it's a different beast. But we need that rejuvenation period um, to really get this right. And, and surround yourself with like-minded people that are doing the same. Because I don't care who you are. There's 18, 20, 22-year-olds right now 
that are worth eight nine figures. They're blowing up from different business managers. Just tech, yeah, social media, media. Nobody's giving any of you a handbook. And if you're struggling, mental health, depression, anxiety, bipolar, substance abuse, ask for help. Nobody's going to judge you. You know, you've got the opportunity to change the world um, and so many people around you. And, and you'll realize, like me, I told my boy Omar the Rothstar in his podcast that I'll be honest with you, you know, the, all the clients and whatever, they've given me blessings that you can't imagine. When it's my time, all I simply want on my tombstone is a recovering drug addict that gave this gift away to other people to help improve and better their lives. That this, this is what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Who I am is what we're talking about right now. And I've negotiated historic deals, you know, with some of the biggest commercial campaigns, multiple Super Bowl commercials in the past few years. One for Ric Flair with uh, in his his uh, somber hummets. I mean, my wife did that one, and you know, Hulk's Radio Shack commercial, and um, I mean, some incredible campaigns to be part of. Nothing in this world gets me more excited than when I can see the lights come on in somebody's eyes, whether it's through a direct message or when I speak around the country. Yeah, because it's a feeling that that self or that little kid bro that I told you about that I've never felt a part of, never felt worthy. That's what gives me the self-esteem to an esteemable acts. So I also have a foundation, the Aiming High Foundation, scholarship people into treatment. Um, I've got um, banning treatment centers that I'm affiliated with. They have 16 properties. If you can't afford, um, you know, if you can't afford to, to get recovered or get sober, uh, that insurance, reach out to that agent on this working family Instagram. We will do everything we can to get into treatment and a beautiful thing to have that like who would have thought that this whole time i thought it was all about the ego look at me look at look at all these you know big time stars that i work with that god was laughing the whole time he had a had a different plan you know and you know, one more thing in my book i talk about i was addicted to something called oxode for about a year and a half which is an opiate blocker and uh you know even for aiming high and the media platform i've had at this incredible group uh Bridge Therapeutics, man, they're in the development right now of a product I wish I would have had at my age because I know you're not an addict, don't know anything about this. It'll take me 30 minutes to get my brain to function. And this thing works in two minutes. Wow. And again, if it wasn't for the celebrities, of course, I'm going to be building my brand. Somehow, some way, God was looking out for me because I made a lot of right moves. I made a lot of wrong moves. I made mistakes. Yep. But you learn and grow from the mistakes. I've now given myself, um, know a platform that makes me so much more proud to talk about who I am as a person than all the accolades because at the end of the day they were all superstars and legends and hall of famers and iconic actors and actresses long before they ever met down on the press. yeah I just happened to be to say negotiating or to good people first yeah yeah and then I mean the negotiating the people side is how you build all those relationships right and we teach a lot you know, for, for people, it's building relationships, right? Business and and where you got to today, where I've got to today, is that people, the negotiating side, and that stayed through your journey, right? Even in the bad times, uh, you know, you were able to walk in a, a room next door and, and change, right? And then have that negotiating skills, that people skills. And it's sad that there's a lot of people out there that they have these these problems behind closed doors and they don't. I think social media can make it worse because they're scared to ask our help, right? And we teach our clients, not obviously at this level by any means, but, you know, on a more surface level, the, the vulnerability, the realness is 
actually what does best, right? And it, it's like you you can only put this fakeness on and this show for so long, but people, especially your tribe and your fans and what you're building, people want to see the real you and they respect the real you. I, I've been folks at this talk with my girlfriend, Nicolette, we've been together a couple of years and she's 25 and she's a math culture. Yeah. Beautiful girl from New York and it's like they can see one little thing yeah. on social media and it just messes up their time. And, 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 and you know, that, that's something I, I love that you kind of do that. And, uh, we were talking earlier. I mean, the fact that you moved her to a club and surrounded herself. Yeah. And you're a real person of all guys. You understand the value of personal relationship. Don't always make it about business. Get to know the people. Yeah. Spend time with them. Yeah. Talk about sports, culture, music, entertainment, find out about their family, where they're from, what their hobbies are. That's how you will eventually get the business. You don't do it for that. But just by default, people do business with people that they like. Yeah, always, always. You know, asked, and that all the successful you become is only your, all your that's all you gotta do because you have so many options. Yeah, but don't be that person just pound somebody that yeah. so that that like, does not work. That's most people that are trying to just go for the kill. And it's like the super successful people, they have so many opportunities, like you said, with some of the people you represent. You know, they don't need the money, they don't care about the money. If there's not enough money you can throw at them, no. But if there's a cause behind it or there's something behind it, Exactly. Then they're going to do it. Fuck right. Said. And, and we touched about something a minute ago. One of my, I always say, one of my like superpowers or advantages is I really never cared what anyone thinks about me. Yeah. And I like to be different. Yeah. So, like that's a superpower. I think that's what holds most people back, right? Is how their self image is. And, you know, we're super ridiculous with all this, right? And that's built off the fact that I don't care what other people think. I'm aligned to my vision. And I think that can. If more people could have that about themselves, it would help them be more vulnerable. It would help them ask for help, right? Whether it's something serious like a health issue or a mental issue or a drug, drug addiction, or if it's in business, just asking for help. A hundred percent. Well, because what happens too, even, and I love, I know depression is real. I mean, lost, you know, had some horrific illnesses, the LZM, just in the past six months. Um, you know, but a lot of people either self-medicate, they don't know where it's coming from. Um, and, and they're too embarrassed to address it. And, uh, you know, anxiety, all the other stuff that comes along with life. Life isn't easy, but when you're accountable and you're vulnerable and you're willing to be open about this stuff and you get the help you need, watch how easy life becomes. Because then the uncomfortable times that you never thought you can get through, I'm living proof. I've never felt so comfortable during the most uncomfortable times. You know, I've lost... You know, John Muhammad in recovery, my uncle, my father passed on February uh, 15th of 2017, and my perspective and perception shifted so much that I was able to focus on, wow, we had a sober son back for eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. When that would have early on in recovery been like, when this day comes, I'm going to relapse. No way. I'm going to get Yeah, I never felt so comfortable. I dealt with so many things in business going sideways, so many projects. Yeah, they should align. And flights are almost blocked. They're about my assistance or especially when you old up to the bam, something. But I'm kind of in that space where, and it's, yeah, you probably are the same might. If something gets done and it happens, that's great. And if it doesn't happen the way that I want, that's great too, because sometimes the personal and the professional things that like that you want so that that don't happen. When you look back in a time machine a year or two could be months added, you will realize another big blessing. Yeah, always. Like out of every, at least for me, out of every bad problem, 
in the moment, you look back three years later and it was like a cat. I call on catalyst, catalyst for change, right? And, you know, come a bit here. I used to speak at events around the world. I was getting on to my agency client that way. COVID hits so the AMN's ending. And it started, made me start this side of the business, which is now, you know, 100 employees in yeah. three years. I don't want to be doing right now. I hope didn't have. I'll be still be doing some agency. Yeah. And I still have that agency. Uh, we have a new appoint, you know, a new CEO. And we just signed Hard Rock Cafe. And I wasn't even in the room. I mean, it's like, I could never visualize that five years, four years ago. If you asked me, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's using the catalyst. We had the exact same thing happen during the pandemic. And it's just, yeah, been going there to talk about after the interview. So, you know, most of the clients obviously don't want to travel. They could travel. So, thankfully, because of technology, we're doing a lot, a lot of Zoom. You know, it's yeah. Bad. You know, some big music people uh, and stand up comedians do some, you know, Zoom events from their living room. Yeah. And then uh, commercials were now being done like a little iPhone, a product descent yeah. environmental lecture. Yep. Yeah. Right. They didn't hold it up and did like, you know, their version of like a swipe up web. That was the best a company could do. So I started thinking during it, you know, I'm like, we're actually powerless as agents and at the mercy of our celebrities. We need to change the mindset. And I think the future of our business is about attracting the brands. Because the brand, they're going to give it a bunch of their brand the chat. And they're writing in his nets. So the fact that we started working with different people like Sebastian Maniscal, Keith Urban, that we never worked before because of brands' money, I was like, this is the future of the age. I got the talent side then. But if you give me and my team a budget, and say, we want to do this three times a year. This is what we have this quarter. Guess what? I'll find you anybody. Yeah, and you'll watch it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it wasn't for the pandemic, that never would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that's probably the next five, ten years now. Going to be wildly so now. We have, you know, a handful of tremendous brands that are using us as their talent buying from with yeah. Kevin Harrington, I think, both. Yep. We have our own yep. partnership now with PMG Global, and that's exactly what the folk is. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think a good example is, like, Caneo did that, right? They created this platform. Especially during COVID, it took off because the lay celebs were bored. You don't think they make money, right? But Cameo built the demand, right? Yeah. And it's just fascinating to watch how you can flip it. And I mean, you know, linking it back to business, because a lot of my audience, the business, or those marketers, it's the spin, right? It's the spin. And it's the another superpower that I'm really like a big believer in is creativity, right? Like, you know, this is creative. Our ads are super creative. That's why we win the app game and we spend more than almost anyone because we take a creative spin to it. And you're an example of that, right? You're like, okay, this is the business model. This is the old way. Yeah. How can I flip this, spin it? And here's the creative way that I'm excited to see where that goes. Joe. No, it, and, and, and it works. And my celebrities are great with it. Like Chevy just did the campaign for raising canes, building around vacation and the guy Todd is great. The CEO, um, you know, he, he's like, oh, I'd love to work with each other again. If who else can you get? That's kind of how it happens. I mean, you know, Magic has worked with some of the biggest Fortune 500. But yeah, to get so excited sometimes if I'd look them for a keynote or whatever. And I'm like, hey, they, they're now interested in this and that. And it was just, you know, I think as an agent, you just so want to do the best job you can for the talent. But then you realize if you open it up, to a much broader perspective and you're working both sides, you're still going to eventually lead back to that talent and all the talent yeah. uh, that you represent. Yeah, and I think one thing that I would love to dive into now is a lot of what I teach it 
social media becoming like a, an industry titan, right? Or dominating your industry or becoming, you know, it's hard to one. It's hard to become an A-list, but you'll be like dominating your industry. Like Grant's a great example of this. So if you're good at business and, and that's kind of my play, right? Is I can build the teams, I can build the business, I can build the systems. If I can be super famous in my space, it's like yep. two plus two, right? So what what have you seen and learned with that? Because you've spent the last 20 years with some of the most notable figures on the planet. What's the common denominator for these people that want to grow influence? What's the common denominators with the most notable, famous people on the planet? And I think uh, they're starting to realize putting out content. Oh, God, you have to you have to put in the time. Um, Charlie Fee, we love him to death, was like the fastest. I think to get to a million or tell me like Twitter, me and my girls in my office, we were just talking to him a couple of weeks ago in Houston. Like, you got to start putting up some, you know, videos about sports or this. Like, everybody adores the guy. And, you know, but everybody's got their own. I'm seeing with Hulk Hogan tonight. You know, Hulk will put it out there, but it's not nearly as active as Ric Flair is. You know, Magic gets it. Magic has an entire team. Chevy Chase has my guy Patrick Danino, his tip top follower. I think they got to a million in a couple of months. And Chevy's going to be 80 years old. Like, I mean, so, so when I look at each one and what they're doing, you know, Carmen Electra is, you know, hit or miss. Everybody's got their own. Denise Richards might be a little bit more apt to, you know, Carmen, when she's on, she crushes it. Like, she has to be in the mood. But it's the same thing. It's that consistency. So, it's, yeah, they, it, regardless if you're a celebrity or not, and I usually think, I'd always agree with Gary Vee, who's a friend, like, I feel we think it's the, it's the thing that you don't think is what's going to actually attract it, it. You know, because you might be so hyper-focused on what you're, your business model or whatever, but sometimes just throw up general stuff. Yeah. I what eat stuff. People are think it, right? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests. And I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset, the knowledge and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far or any previous episode or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499, yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. And I think so it's kind of interesting. So there's like these levels, right? And so the celebrities are all at this top level here. But even there, there's competition because if one celebrity is active all day, every day, they be, become more famous and notable in the eyes of the world, right? Whereas if one celebrity was super famous seven years ago and now maybe isn't uh, as retired or not acting anymore or not glating, if they don't keep that content up, they can slowly, you know, fizzle out and not have the same level hunter bride. So there's always, you've always got to be on. I love, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, because a lot of times I'll, I'll love to focus more on the recovery stuff about 
busy, crazy three, four days. And then nobody climbs a birthday and I'll post a picture or something that they did. And I'll just notice the teeter tottering of one could have a lot of engaged with the next. It'll reel off. I'm like, oh, because I haven't freaking done anything. Yes, I've Well, actually, the algorithm manipulates it too. If you're more active, you get consistent reads. If yeah. you're not, yeah. and it actually manipulates it because obviously any of these social platforms, they get paid for eyeballs and spread and look at ads. Yeah. So they want to support the consistent content creators, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it feeds into itself. And I, I, it's really fascinating that even at the celeb level, if you notice that some that aren't in in the limelight in the content they fizzle out and they're harder to they're not getting the same rates your booking's harder whereas the ones that are like even after they've retired they're getting bigger and bigger because of social media yeah it, 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 it's incredible i mean so that's all the sad the algorithm has a lot to do with that as well like yeah. when they're picking and choosing him yeah. to post and what they're posting yeah because i've seen ones that don't have near the names and the accolade to some of mine that you'll look at their engagement, you're like shaking your head. Like it was like a local, like, yeah, not any fashionable theme, like, was even mentioned, but it's something that's active. And yeah, that's cops like putting out really good content. You know, the amazing thing too about my business, if you would have spoke to me about this even 10 years ago, the typical endorsement kill, six hour production on set, morning talk show, late night talk show, satellite media tour radio interviews print interviews yep now most of that stuff is gone because how many story swipe ups how many two yeah, how many we're in an ad contract so yeah. i negotiated about this wall the brand yeah. see that ship my boy buried the beautiful honey group we do a ton of this and somebody i should introduce you to a great guy at a new court um we always laugh about this because bro you're like an og dinosaur how does this feel <laughs> so, so i learned from guys like you and him and dan Plate. I think about it, it's like my head spinning. It's just a whole different world. From, you know, remember, I built my agency, the internet was even around. Yeah. So it was word of mouth. People would have to call Screen Actors Guild. They have to, you know, call the NBA, but after you know, call the WWE, you find out like who represents that one. So this happened to me so quick and so fast, but it's amazing because the convenience of it, not just to myself, but my clients. Um, if they get it, they truly understand. If they get it, not the right content. Yep. And if something great happens and it's a big anniversary and an iconic moment in their career, they can do a little video. Fans love it. And you know, God forbid if it's something bad and you need a platform to kind of come out of it. Oh, wait, since I was a kid, twisted, yeah, by the media. What if you don't? As a fun, let me twisted, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say for, have you noticed, like, are they able to charge way more now than five years ago, 10 years ago through social media than going? Like back in for day, for sure. Because yeah. back in the day, I think it was like really like an offer with money. Like most of all this guys, I mean, magic's a beast. Magic always kind of so I'm like, all right, but but I've noticed like because the interest is more there with the wall of them, um, you don't know or saturate your page, especially when you're and then I'm like hey, like, yeah. very few people could pull up with Shaq and Peyton Manning did, you know, where they're everywhere. Every um. My people, men, men and women, like, yeah, I can see them getting oversaturated and diluting their brand. So it's more about the quality. Yes, medical, yeah. Um, but I think if it's somebody young that's starting out, I mean, you're kidding me, image is everything. And I think, you know, take as many projects as you can, as long as you understand where that company's heading. And it's not just like a short money brand. And, and it's a company that really has a strong foundation for long-term success. Get them with as many of them as you can. To, to, to as much content as you can. Yeah, and look at you, if you've got the engagement, your analytics are strong enough. I say, forget looking at the short money. 
and, and start trying to get some equity and some points in that company. Yeah, well, it's actually a flyover and actually a passive income yep. that, you know, is key. That's what I was talking to Floyd about. He was saying, you know, you'll do a shout out or whatever, but if it keeps going and it's growing, he wants equity or shares because it's his name and brand, right? And you can only put it so many places, right? So and then it's diminishing returns. And exactly. That's the mistake a lot of the micro-influencers make, right? Like, it was like, oh, $500, 1000 2000 and now, like, you see their page, because we, we look at them sponsoring them ourselves, right? And I look, and it's, like, 20 different brands. I'm like, I don't want to pay that person. And it's diluting themselves. They're diluting themselves down. And, like, I get it. Yeah, it's bringing in revenue, and it's constant, and it's easy. But at a certain point, you got to just pull back and say, okay, we got to cap this at a certain amount. And we got to go into each lifestyle or, or, or big genre. Yeah. And kind of limit it. Yep. Two, one, specifically, you start going into two, even that's a problem. You can't do Coco Polo. And they are, naps in, and oh, it, it just looks like you're basically devouring yourself and oversaturating what, you know, instead of that short-term mindset for that money grab, just take a deep breath. If you're okay financially, it's not going to change your life right now to, to just grab four yeah. or five more. And, you know, but it will change your life if you pull back a little bit and assess everything. It'd be like, okay, these guys always pay great. These guys always get me uh, the most engagement. Um, I love where they're going. They're also working with a lot of other big influencers than me. Questions, yeah, look, they've also attracted a couple big celebrities yeah. um, versus a company that might just be throwing money at you. might not have all that great of a roster of influencers. Yeah, the big celebrities. Yeah, because that's going to be short-lived. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think one thing that we've noticed is the long play is not just in the initial payment, like you said, and that's like our, our kind of deal and position with the celebrity side of my business. Is yeah. We come in and we say, hey, you know, you would normally spend a half-day filming for 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever it would be, right? We'll spend it with us and we'll hopefully create a business model and royalties that can be a $10 million company that can pay you in two years. And uh, we've had, a, you know, good success in this first year getting some massive names on board because it's like once they're, as long as their agent gets it and then as long as they get it, it's like, it's a no-brainer, right? Because then I could, I could really use you to talk to Jerry West, the NBA logo. It's in his 80s and probably Larry Bird. They refuse to do social. They don't care. Yeah. But the way you just said that, I try to tell them all the time it is the easiest thing mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. And they're both. Like NBA royalty, yeah. and that one of them ever wants to do. Larry's girl, Phil, and I laugh all the time. She goes, Nope, you won't do it. Everybody's come to him. You can ask him, doesn't care. Jerry West is just a super private guy and um, greatest guy in the world. He's like my father figure now and um, out in LA. But it just, I said, Get it. Hmm. It's like you turn that jersey around, you're going to see a logo on the front of the jersey. That's Jerry West. You know, he's, uh, doesn't care. Yeah, I, I told him I like start an Instagram page and just hold up the jersey with your finger. Yeah, or just have somebody screenshot the logo. That's it. Don't line up. Mike's all taken over. <laughs> so, what have you found like um, for someone like people achieving success, people growing? How do they make sure they're growing all assets of their life together so they've got success in every area? Because you. I yeah. got to a good point of doing that, right? And 100%. I mean, I, look, I work at it every day, man. You know, whatever I did yesterday is stay sober and spiritual. I got, I had to go wake up and do it all over. And if somebody messaged me that, 
I mean, literally was suicidal from uh, British Columbia yesterday that saw my Jay Shetty podcast interview, which is over a year old. And uh, we're beyond getting, um, getting them into a detox. You know, I, I hear moments like that and it kind of pulls me back into reality. I think there's so many uh, techniques that I've worked. When you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, this goes for you too, because look, you still have days that I am for sure. Yeah. Get out of your own head. Yeah. Be of service to somebody else. It could be somebody in your office saying, no, that's true. Like, pull them into the office, give them a little pep talk. What you just did energetically to manifest positivity in that person's life that day is incredible, but it also takes you out of your own head. And this goes for everybody. You know, for me, it doesn't need to be people suffering with mental health or substance abuse. It could, like I said, it could be someone in my office, a friend that I know is going through an issue or a health problem. I think it's the quickest fix to to really get into that routine one day at a time to just almost make yourself like bulletproof um, to fall into, you know, some bad destructive behavior. And then there's other things like I try to now, and I'll text you this one because you're going to love it, say what I mean, mean what I say, don't say it. That's and uh, a lot of people, it's our mouth, it's our text message, it's the emails. You send it, guess what? You're going to pay the price. You are going to pay the price. Yeah. Uh, your day is going to manifest complete crap. You're going to cause an issue with the person on the other side. You know, it might be like this. Um, all these little things, I've learned that in the heat of an argument, and look, I could have disagreements with people on any given day. I try to stay at peace i'd rather be all right than right i like that because in five minutes my ego and my big mouth whatever it was that i wanted to say here's the reality i'm going to forget what the heck we were supposed to argue about first was yep you know and um i think it, it's it's that it's finding some you know spirituality it's listening to people like yourself like i said and whoever it might be take that in first thing in the morning you know, instead of, you know, they did no disrespect to them. What they've built is incredible. But instead of watching the Kardashians and different, you know, NBA players and athletes, like, try taking in a guy like Chase Shetty, Lewis Howes, you know, Tony Robbins, somebody that's giving you nourishment for your soul to start the day the minute you turn on your Instagram or, or, or your TikTok or something that just, you know, elevates that mood, gets that serotonin um, and that melatonin level going. Instead of just being so zoned in on what somebody else might have. Yep. It's not healthy. It's just, it, it's just not healthy for the culture. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think social media is like the biggest toxin or the big, it can be the biggest opportunity, right? My life's been grown through the internet and I've done a good job navigating it, but so many people have, have not, right? And so what do you, so what do you do for, for you? It's more, I would imagine, just surrounding yourself with positive people. Like, yeah, I am the successful people. That plus my environment. I, like I so said, I pay a lot of money to live on the ocean and create this atmosphere in my house where it relaxes me when I come in. Like yesterday, I had a super stressful day. Nothing crazy bad, just like it was busy, super busy, and there was a lot of things happening. So I, in the afternoon, I could see it. I could feel it. So I actually went home early, which I never do, right? And I did the rest of my calls that day from home on the ocean. And and I've got, you know, and I position my house and the decorations and it's all glass on the ocean, floor to ceiling. So I build that environment is the first part. And then I, people talk about controlling time, right? I control like not just time for sure, but also how people are engaging with me. And, And even my wife, my mom, my staff, 
if the conversation isn't serving the energy that facilitates growth and change and positivity, I end it. I'm like, put it up. I'm like, okay, conversation's done, and I walk away. And it's hard to do, right? But it's like, I actually like, well, I don't listen so much to what they're saying. No. I listen to where, the, I see where this is going, comes through an outcome energy thing, and I just flip it. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I mean, that's a great type theme for people. And, and and the fact that you got a place on the ocean, so for people that are on their way to becoming billionaires like you are, it's not about that in the private jets and blowing off steam and heading to Vegas. It's not about that. I went to that. I couldn't do nothing. I actually, I was not getting to the problem. Well, I still had to be there Sunday yeah. night on Monday morning when you fly back on your yeah, private yeah. jet. Yeah. I actually avoid Vegas. It's ironic because a lot of my celeb deals are Vegas. Right? So I fly to Floyd's house on Sunday morning. I go to Vegas <laughs> and say, the offers out, put me on my ocean. I'll take my jet ski to an island. I'll sit there for an hour. I'll play that a great trip. I saw play basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll play basketball. The ride like that in the sun, right? Like to me, that's my thing. Like I quit drinking when I basically moved to America. Like I used to party like crazy. I was like one of the, you know, popular kids at yeah. university, crane in the parties, you know. And I actually ran nightclub events because I was an entrepreneur. So I was like the big dog at all these events. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I knew entrepreneurship and business was my future. And I made a decision. I'm like, I can't do both, right? And I made the decision. I'm very all or nothing. So I made the decision and I stopped. And now I haven't drank, you know, maybe one drink, one or two drinks a year. That's it. In the last five years. Well, think about it. How many ultra successful people can tell you, I met the most amazing contact is blew up my business to the next level at 11 o'clock at night at a nightclub yeah doesn't happen it looks good on insta nothing yet nothing until it happens after 10 o'clock at night if you're out no there it is you know now if you're at a networking event whatever but even and you know most people are so yeah all the all the highline guys are asleep they're gonna go at eight o'clock if we had a why not a class and we'll say hello to that but you're saying hello to you make the rounds you think of back into beggars they're up at five but yes it's a club exactly yeah, no, I think that, and that's great because what you just said and what we just talked about is not what social media shows, right? They show the, the millionaires popping the bottles, doing the private jets, blah, 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 blah. But you, as we know, at a super high level, all the deals are not made there, right? All the success is not there. It's behind, is there a nice dinner, maybe, and then it's done, right? That's a good night. Good night. Great time. Let's do it again. We'll catch up. Yeah, tomorrow, gambling up a pole, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just not reality. Yeah, the younger generation doesn't see it. They're like, just because you see Diddy having his white party or Papa Fall, whatever. He ain't doing that seven nights a week. He didn't get to the play where he got to. Of course, he's earned the right. He used to go show that, you know, once a month or whatever it might be. And Jay-Z and people like that, LeBron or Drake, like, they've earned that right. But what they do behind the scenes, uh, it, 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 it's the regimen. It, it's what they do at 6 a.m. every day. Let's I do that once a month. That right. Yeah. yeah. Good. So what's next for you? Uh, I think, man, like I said, I just, I want to just keep spreading the message of open recovery. Yeah. And that's social media. That's the vehicle for the Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I have to figure out a strategy with that. Maybe you can give me some guidance to, yeah. you know, really help get that out there. And, uh, I guess I'm, I'm excited about the new part of the business with PMG Global and really being a facilitator for the brands. Cause I'm sure it's something you did. You would go out and find the celebrities, and um, it, it 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 almost breathes new life into me. Yes, yeah, so there's like the switch, right? Yeah, I met the Kyrie right. talked and the Kings exactly. that the celebrities are all still there. You know, they're not going anywhere, and but you know, there's such extreme out that ain't gonna change their life. They don't do something for a couple months, but 
it makes me feel like young and alive again. And yeah. I surround myself with people like you and Bear and Dan. I like I can kind of get educated on the social component um, that I'm missing out on because you know it's that a little bit of a dinosaur with it. And but you got so you got the psychology, the connections, the networking, and the mindset, the the content side. So it's just taking it on that platform. That's what it is, right? And consistency, like you said. Yeah. Right? So where do people find you if they want to dive deeper? So uh, Instagram is at agent underscore EP. The business website is princemarketinggroup.com. And then the personal website is officialdamperprince.com. And that's that. And Instagram is for anybody that really wants to reach out, open up. Uh, it's a complete confidence, privacy. It will be me responding. Um, and uh, look, for anybody suffering and struggling, just now you can come out of the dark into the light because I'm living proof. Good. Love it. I mean, if uh, if this this podcast helped change one life, it's done its that up. That's what I do. Also, we can get one every one I do. It's, and we will. And well, And everyone, see where I'm at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you up and tell you, bro, we have, you know, X amount of people to It's Jay Shetty and I still will text each other from his and Omar and, you know, Bradley. There was a bunch. I mean, just all you guys, I can't thank you enough because... Yeah, I understand people want to hear the coolness and the sexiness and celebrity stories, and that's great. I get it. You know, I've had fair charm. We'll save that for another one, but yeah, Jax, but I, I, you know, I've come to realize what my calling is in life. And good. This is it. I can tell you're so passionate about it, and you've worked through it. So yeah. that's that's where you should. This is the place you should be. Nice. So appreciate you coming on, buddy. And uh, guys, hit him up. Awesome episode. We'll be back maybe in future for some of the wild celeb stories we talked about outline. Anytime. Yeah. Until next line. Next time, keep living the red life. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, dude. Take care.